pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. An East Texas murder rocks a community. And now 14 years later, the mother of a beautiful teen girl is still searching for answers. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. What happened to Brittany? Take a listen to this. Winsboro, Texas, 2007. What would seem like an ordinary day for 19-year-old Brittany McClone suddenly wasn't. She was just beginning her life, looking forward to going to college. After working her night shift at this Lowe's distribution center, she headed to her boyfriend, Jeff Stogner's house, just on the other side of this fence in a small home by Lake Winsboro. Hours later, somewhere between 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., McClone was savagely murdered in Stogner's bed. She had been bludgeoned with a heavy, sharp object. She had been sexually assaulted. It was almost too much to take in. She had just recently celebrated her teen birthday. Her mom tells me it was a little family party like most of us had growing up, where mom makes a cake and we sing happy birthday. That was her last birthday. And even now, 15 years later, There are no answers. Now, in this world that we live in of touch DNA and uh, genetic markers and genetic genealogy and epithelial cells and mitochondrial DNA and on and on and on, why is this family still looking for answers in the brutal attack on their teen girl and what a beauty on the inside and out? Did you hear that she was working. You know, a lot of teens are at home on their Xbox with a TV blaring in the background, sitting on the sofa eating chips. Not her. Not her. 
Why did this happen? Who did this to her? And why have they not been brought to justice with me, an all-star panel? But before I introduce to you our experts, I want to go to a very special guest joining me, Patricia Tice. This is Brittany McGlone's mother, and you can find her on Facebook. And I never imagined these words being in one sentence. You can find Brittany's mother at Who Killed Brittany McGlone on Facebook. Miss Tice, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me and covering Brittany's story, Nancy. That hurts my heart. Even imagining what you've been through, saying thank you to me, there's absolutely no need. Miss Tice, tell me when you first became worried that something was wrong with Brittany. Well, it was the afternoon of May 4th. Um, her boyfriend called me to ask me if Brittany was with me. And I was very alarmed and I said, no, she's supposed to be with you. She had worked the overnight shift at a Lowe's distribution center, um, you know, got off at 637. And it was the first time she ever went straight to the boyfriend's home instead of coming home, taking a shower, eating and taking a nap. Let me understand something, Miss Tice. Yes. So she gets off at 630 a.m. or p.m.? A.m. Oh, my goodness. So she worked at night. That's hard. That is hard. My dad uh, did a swing shift, as he said, first, second, third tricks. Sometimes he'd be in the morning, sometimes the afternoon, the evening, overnight. That's hard. That's hard on your body. But she did it. Yes. So she gets off 630 a.m., okay? Yes. And um, like I said, it was the first time she had ever gone straight to the boyfriend's house. So when he called me asking um, if Brittany was with me, I was alarmed. And I said, no, she's supposed to be with you. And what time was that? That was uh, afternoon, 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. Whoa. Okay. Yes. Between 6.30 and 3.30. Okay. Go ahead. And so I hung up on him and called Brittany's phone, and it went straight to voicemail. And the, her phone was an appendage. She would have answered the phone. So I called the boyfriend back and said, she's not answering the phone. And he said, he said, she's here. She's sleeping. She's just sleeping hard. And then a little bit after that, 15, 20 minutes after that, two Wood County officers knocked on the door and they asked for Brenda or Debbie. And we told them there was no one in our home by that name. And so they left. And just something didn't feel right. Wait, wait. That's, that's very disjoint. Yes. So out of the blue, that afternoon, May 4, cops show up at your door asking for Brenda or Debbie. Yes. Okay. So, um, I, you know, I was, I, I just, I, I just had that mother's intuition. So I called the sheriff's office. The sheriff himself got on the phone and told me to stay put. He was sending the deputies back. So I knew for sure something was wrong. They uh, took me into the house alone and verbatim they said, your daughter is deceased. Oh, dear Lord in heaven. They wouldn't give me any details, not even cause of death. And they left. I was there with my blind mom, my teenage sons, and we were in crisis. Okay, wait a minute. Your blind mom, your mother Mm -hmm. lived with you? Yes, we all lived together. How, was, how old was your mom at that time? Let's see. Um, she was 62. And your dad also lived there? He did. He was an on-the-road truck driver. He wasn't He wasn't home when this happened. Okay. And your son? My Yeah, I had two sons still living at home that were in high school. Ages? At that time, they were 15 and 17. And they had been home all night from 6.30 when she got off from Lowe's. Until oh, yeah. three th- they had been with you the entire time. Well, I mean, and they were in school. They went to right. school. It was a school. Okay. And, and so. your father's whereabouts are known. I mean, your dad's whereabouts are known because he was doing long haul trucking, right? Oh, yeah. I think I want to okay. say he was at way up northeast. And what about Brittany's father? I don't know where he was at the time. I think when he was informed by telephone by law enforcement, I want to say he and his 
uh, wife were at a movie or on their way to a movie. Same town? Um, no, a, a town about 23 miles away. Okay. Sulphur Springs. And so the wife, his wife can account for his whereabouts the entire afternoon, right? Definitely. And uh, he was working, too, so I'm sure his work can, too. Guys, joining me is Patricia Tice. This is Brittany McGlone's mother. Okay, can you imagine? You, you know something's not quite right. You keep calling your daughter. I just want to cross myself just saying it because I'm thinking of calling my son or daughter. And it goes straight to voicemail, which I hate. And... She's not home from work. She's not where she's supposed to be. Two deputies come to your door in the midst of this confusion and ask for two people that you've never heard of at your door. They leave. You call the sheriff and go, what's going on? And they go, uh, we're sending the deputies back to your place. I want to understand, Ms. Tice, more about Brittany. I want to hear about who Brittany is. Guys, take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. Brittany McGlone had taken a year off after graduating high school and was working two jobs to save money for college. She planned to attend Baylor University and study nursing. One of her jobs was at the Lowe's Distribution Center in Mount Vernon. On the morning of May 4th, she finished her overnight shift and drove to her boyfriend's house in Winsboro to sleep. His family also lived at that house. Her mother became concerned when she couldn't get through to Brittany on her cell phone. Brittany's sister, Hope, said Brittany's mother called so many times she filled up her voicemail. Just trying to take that in. You know, that's an important fact. Uh, a subtle but important fact, Miss Tice, is that the boyfriend also lived with his family as well, correct? And they were home. The mother went to work. The brother and sister went to high school. The stepdad and the boyfriend went to Dallas to pick up a grandmother from the airport. So while they lived there, they were not at home at the time your daughter was there. They left Brittany home alone, yes. Okay, uh, let me understand, did the boyfriend have a job that he went to? No, he did not work. He did not work. And what was his age? Um, I think he was 21. He was 21, and Brittany's age, what, just turned 19? Yes, she was about 19 and a half. Guys, earlier, you were hearing our friends at KETK. Now take a listen to our friends at Fox 51. Brittany was on her way to her boyfriend's house. Several hours later, she never came home. Law enforcement found Brittany was tragically beaten, sexually assaulted, and murdered. Her killer was never found. She has another justice that she deserves. Um, so that's, that's really important to us. Um, so we're hoping for... Some some answers, hopefully sooner than later. How can 15 years pass with no answers? Listen to our friend Sarah Allegre. Before that horrifying moment, Brittany left her night shift at this Lowe's distribution center and went to her boyfriend at Jeff Stogner's house in a small home by Lake Winsboro. Her boyfriend called and asked if Brittany was with me. And immediately I said, no, she's supposed to be with you. You know, it, it just it didn't feel right. Between 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Brittany was reportedly murdered in Stogner's bed. Okay, I'm really grappling with these facts and the reality that the case has still gone unsolved. Take a listen to more from our friends at KETK. Her boyfriend called 911. Stogner returning home to an unrecognizable body and a horrifying crime scene. That could have been your daughter, your sister, your cousin, you know, your friend. Uh, what happened to her could happen to anyone. And with somebody still running around out there free, it probably will. That thought igniting urgency in the community, including recently elected Wood County Sheriff Kelly Cole. I actually worked here. Uh, I was a criminal investigator here at that time. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. 
Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Ever tried to tackle a home improvement project without making 10 trips to Home Depot? What if I told you there's a way to earn cash back while you shop? Introducing Drop, the ultimate rewards app. With Drop, you can earn free gift cards by shopping in-store or online at Home Depot and tons of other stores. Download the Drop app today and use code DROP33 to get an instant $5 in points. That's Drop, your go-to for shopping rewards. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, it's not fitting together for me. I want to go out to another special guest joining us in addition to Brittany's mother, Patricia Tice. Amy Naves is with me, true crime writer. You can find her at Dark Aberrations. Amy, let me understand the movements of the boyfriend that afternoon. And then Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, I'm going to come back straight to you. We need to get a TOD, time of death, so I can work that into the crime line. And if I can get that time of death, even within, say, 45 minutes to an hour, I can start ruling people out. See what I mean? Uh, to Amy Naves, who's joining me, True Crime Writer. You can find her at Dark Aberrations blog. Amy, thank you for being with us. Can we just track from the beginning, Amy, what you know from the moment that she, Brittany, got off from her overnight shift at the Lowe's Distribution Center? Guys, this goes down in Wood County, Tipline, Wood County Sheriff, 903-763-2201. Repeat, 903-763-2201. Amy, let's start at the get-go. What happened? Well, there, there's a lot of information that's not out there because the investigation is ongoing. But Whoa, from wait, what I wait, understand... Wait. <laughs> Just stop right there. Wendy Patrick, joining me. California prosecutor, author Red Flags, Wendy Patrick, Ph.D., host of Today with Dr. Wendy, KCBQ. Wendy, ongoing investigation, really? It's been 15 years. Release it. Help us solve the case. 15 years of a, quote, ongoing investigation is too long uh, in anybody's eyes. It's the kind of thing that you would argue transparency is going to generate leads. Before memories fade, you want to get as much community participation and information as we can. So it's unacceptable. And I'm sure that Brittany's mother would agree to have not disclosed more over the course of that time. Do you, Ms. Tice? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't get it. Miss Tice, what are they sitting on? Um, you know, if anybody knows, please jump in. As I always say, this ain't no tea party at Highgrove with the Queen. All right, jump in if you have a thought or a suggestion or a line of inquiry. Let's hear it. To Amy Naves joining us, true crime writer and blogger. Sorry to cut you off right there at the get-go, but hiding behind the claim this is an ongoing investigation so we can't release the info. You know what that reminds me of, Jackie? It reminds me of the Delphi case. Abigail and Liberty have been dead for years, and we think they have a picture and sound of their killer, but still the cops won't release information. 
you know what? Give it up. So, Amy Naves, I understand you're working without all the facts, but what do we know, dear? Um, we know that, obviously, um, Mrs. Tice couldn't get in touch with her daughter all day. It wasn't until 2.30 that afternoon that she finally was able to get in touch, that she finally, I guess, gave up on trying to call her daughter and, and called Stogner instead. So... You have a gap between when Brittany arrived that morning um, and two thirty that afternoon. At the time, um, at the time Brittany's mother reached him, he said that you know they had been out to the airport picking up a relative, and that they were just pulling into the driveway. That Brittany's car was still there, and then they went into the house, and that's when they discovered Brittany's body. But the time of death is listed as somewhere between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m., which is a huge window. Not helpful at all. You just told me something I didn't know, Amy Naves. Uh, Patricia Tice, so the boyfriend says that when Brittany got there, he was already gone with his family to pick someone up at the airport? No, that's not my understanding. Okay, what's your understanding? That that the entire family was still there when Brittany got there. Okay, so the whole family's there. Amy Naves, the family, boyfriend's family, sees her come in. Correct. She, I assume this is what the family says, They she goes into the bedroom because she's exhausted from an overnight shift. She lays down to go to sleep, and then they all leave to go to the airport. Is that correct, Amy Naves? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, because I think that I misinterpreted something you, you said. You didn't say he left at 6.30 in the morning. No. I extrapolated that. So I, I understand what you're saying now. So she gets there 6.30-ish, 6.40 after her shift. She's exhausted, goes to sleep. The whole family sees her come in, go to bed. And then what time, Amy Naves, do they say that they left to go pick up someone at the airport? I'm assuming, and this may be incorrect, but I'm assuming that in the fact that they say that she was murdered somewhere between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m., that 8 a.m. is the last time someone saw her alive. What do you know to Patricia Tice? This is Brittany's mother. And I, I just want to say again, Miss Tice, thank you, because... To, to analyze the facts surrounding your daughter's murder has got to be excruciating, but you're doing it to try to get answers. And that takes a stomach of steel and a lot of, lot of backbone. Now, explain to me what happened between 6.30 and 8 a.m. to your knowledge, Ms. Tice. As far as I, I know, um, the two kiddos that were in high school were getting ready to go to high school. Mom was getting ready to go to work and the stepdad and the boyfriend were getting ready to go to Dallas. Who exactly went to Dallas to pick up? Who, who is it coming in town? Uh, it was a grandmother. Okay, so that's confirmed and I can prove that, correct? Yes. So BF boyfriend and BF stepdad leave to go to Dallas. Now, I understand that where this occurred in Wood County... I'm from a county as well, Bibb County, and uh, it, it's not a city. No. It's out in a, when I grew up anyway, farmland. And um, I understand this area of Wood County is uh, rural. Yes. Dense for, densely forested. And I understand that the boyfriend's family home is on a dead-end road. It's not like it's a cut-through from one big exchange to another big exchange, two big streets, right? Exactly. Okay. I'm just getting all these facts in my mind. So boyfriend and boyfriend stepdad leave to go to Dallas to pick up grandma. That's been confirmed. What time did they leave, Miss Tice? Around 8 o'clock. All right. They leave at 8 a.m., but here's the thing. Has the mom, boyfriend's mom, already left for work at that time? Yes. What time did she leave? A little bit before 8 to drop. She took the kids to school. Are you saying 7.30 or 5 till 8? Uh, probably 7.30. Okay. So we've got a 30-minute window when mom and the two brothers leave. It's a brother. It was a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Brother, Two siblings. Thank you. Got it. Okay. I'm, I'm taking all this in. They're gone at 7.30. Boyfriend and stepdad leave at 8. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to figure out, to Amy Nave's true crime writer and blogger, was there any forced entry into the home? I didn't find any indication from any of the reports that, that there was any forced entry. Is it true that the home is no longer there? That's correct. It has been torn down. Why? That I do not know the answer to. What do you know, Patricia Tice, Brittany's mom? Why was the home destroyed? I, I have no uh, idea either. I was just told uh, when it was going to be destroyed, and I was assured that um, they had retrieved any evidence that might be left in the home. This was from the Texas Attorney General's office. Has something been built on top of it? There is another home on, on top of it, yes. Okay. All right. We don't have any forced entry, is that right, between Patricia and Amy? No forced entry. Did they routinely lock the door when they left? Yes. Okay. Was DNA taken from Brittany's body? Does anyone know the answer to that? I was told that there was some unknown DNA found on her leg, but that it's not conclusive. And I was also told that um, whoever killed Brittany, it was like they went in there wrapped in saran wrap. That's how little evidence was there. Joining me right now, in addition to Dr. Jeff Gardier, clinical psychologist, professor, behavioral medicine, Turo College, and author, Joseph Scott Morgan joining me, Jacksonville State University professor of forensics, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, and star of a brand new hit series, Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan on iHeart. Joe Scott, it's the timeline. It's the timeline. Uh, one more quick question. What time, Patricia or Amy, did the family get back with Grandma? Three o'clock. Right around. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Three o'clock. Joe Scott Morgan, weigh in. Yeah, they've painted this with very broad strokes. We're talking about a seven-hour window where they're saying anywhere between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. I think wow. that they're... Uh, I mean, I could tell you that, and yeah, I'm just a yeah. JD, because the <laughs> yeah. fam, the boyfriend and the stepdad... By the way, boyfriend has passed a polygraph. Before we jump on that bandwagon and veer off the road, boyfriend has passed a poly. Is it totally conclusive? No. Is it helpful to know? Yes, it is. Joe Scott, really... The M.E., no offense, death investigator, is telling me something I already know. I mean, the family leaves at 8 a.m. She's alive. They get back at 3. She's been brutally sex assaulted and murdered. So, of course, it happened between 8 and 3. I was expecting a little bit more, Joe Scott. Why even have a death investigator? Yeah, well, I still I don't buy the fact that, first off, Texas doesn't have an ME system. They have justices of the peace. I'm sorry, you're talking gibberish. What? They don't have MEs. Uh, they, they call them MEs in their larger towns. But just suffice it to say, the justice of the peace in the counties in Texas act as de facto coroners. Um, I've had dealings with these kinds of cases. Are they doctors? No. Oh, they're like magistrates. That's like, no offense, Jackie. That's like me calling in Jackie to do my heart surgery or my brain <laughs> surgery. No offense, because you can do a lot of stuff, I'm Jackie, but that's I not one of them. I mean, why would you have a magistrate? A judge know. who may or may know. not be a lawyer. You don't even have to be a lawyer well, they, to be a They magistrate. act as a de facto coroner, and I'd be very curious to know How if that person even Latin can. you Latin phrases? They act uh, as well, a de facto okay, coroner. They work, they work in place of a coroner. They don't have traditional coroners. So my, my question is, and this is to the heart of the matter, did this individual from that representative jurisdiction actually physically show up and do – a post-mortem assessment, assessment relative to post-mortem interval. And that is, the PMI is the time since death, all right? And there's several ways we measure that. P, let me just slow this down, Mustang uh -huh. Sally. PMI, post-mortem interval. interval. Whoa, whoa, yeah. wait, wait. Post-mortem means after death interval, right. period of time. I don't know yes. why you talk like that. See, you're the reason, and people like you, that I had to go through every single line, like I was diagramming a sentence like you do in the fifth grade or whatever grade, with medical examiners, because they talk like you. 
You think a jury knows what you're saying? Because if a jury doesn't understand it, then nobody else is going to understand it. I think you're talking about the time that has passed since Brittany was murdered. Right? Yes. Yeah, Thank you're you absolutely right. <laughs> for not clarifying that. Okay. Oh, wait. Hey, I want you to hear yeah. something. Just got yeah. this may help. Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. According to Wood County Sheriff's Office in Quitman, Texas, detectives believe Brittany was killed between the hours of 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. She had been sexually assaulted and beaten with an unknown object. An autopsy ruled that she had died from massive head trauma. Many people were questioned by detectives, including Brittany's boyfriend and his family. But no suspects have been publicly named. And the sheriff adds, nobody has been officially ruled out either. Okay, I guess that means they're talking about the boyfriend and the family. Nobody's been officially ruled out either. I do know the boyfriend has passed to Polly. Amy names, is that true? The boyfriend passed to Polly? The the boyfriend and I believe several members of the family have all passed polygraph. Because that's who you look at first, not just the BF boyfriend, but you look at the stepfather too. You look at everybody. It's really hard for me to imagine though. I mean, if you were to go down the line, the avenue that the boyfriend did it or the stepfather, boyfriend, stepfather did it, you would have to believe that either the mother didn't hear a thing before she left, the siblings heard nothing, um, there's that 30-minute window between 7.30 and 8 where mom took the others to school before ste- stepfather and BF left for airport. You'd have to then believe that one of them committed the crime and the other heard nothing or colluded. That complicates trying to blame them. I mean, is it possible? Sure. But is that probable? Is it probable that one heard nothing when a woman's being horribly bludgeoned and sex assaulted or colluded in it? We do have the the fly in the ointment, let me just say, that she may have been asleep. So she may not have been able to scream out. Um, but let's explore that in a moment. I'm off on a tangent. Back to you, Joe Scott Morgan. That's the best you can give me. That's the best they can do. Eight to three. I mean, I've got the boyfriend's mother telling me that. I, why do I need a death investigator? Yeah, no kidding. And keep in mind, in per the report, just like was just stated, it, police said that. That didn't come from the M.E., that did not come from the ME. That, you know, the ME was probably not. The police said what? Well, they said that they'd been dead, that she had been, they gave the assessment. They talked about in the report, they talked about the trauma that this poor child sustained. And then they talked about this window of time. You know, I, I've got to go to Dr. Jeff Gardier on this just a moment. <sighs> Dr. Jeff, if I may call yeah. you that, longtime friend, board certified clinical psychologist, professor of behavioral medicine, Turo College at drjeffgardier.com, author of The Causes of Autism. And I believe you've written several other books, have you not? Yes, yes, I have, around family issues. Okay. Dr. Jeff, I assume you've seen Barney Fife and Andy Mayberry. Yes, I have. Okay. How is it that people think they know everything? For instance, I just said, I'm just a JD. I'm not an MD. I don't know the intricacies of determining COD, cause of death, or time of death. Why would a magistrate or a cop think they know everything and not bring in an expert? Um, I, I think what you're looking at here is a situation of... Don't say small town mentality. Don't go there. Okay. Well, then you just, uh, you know, torpedoed what I was going to say. So oh. let me go. Well, out. go ahead and say it and then I can fight with you. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, it, it's a situation of a, a, a of a very small community uh, and you have individuals uh, perhaps, uh, you know, in law enforcement or other official capacities uh, who've done things in a certain way for a certain time. You know, Nancy, we talk about uh, standards of care. Uh, in a large, large city, there are many more options uh, and many more exposures with regard to different types of expertise uh, in hospitals. Um, here, this is a situation of 
something where, you know, we're talking about a smaller scope of expertise uh, and therefore individuals can be very confident that they're giving what the standard care or standard expertise is. Uh, but in this case, um, we know that it is not enough. A lot more should have been done, can be done, hopefully will be done. And I believe uh, that there will be more information and evidence that can be parsed out and examined. Okay, I'm still trying to figure out why people think they know everything. I mean, what I do know for sure is that I don't know everything. It's the only thing I really know. And it would be a cold day, an H-E-double-L, to Miss Patricia Tice, this is Brittany's mother, that I would come upon a crime scene. And I've been on many, many homicide scenes. And think I knew it all. Sure, I know how to make measurements and take pictures and look for forensic evidence. But for instance, did they search the entire room and home with luminol? to see if there had been a struggle in another room? How can there be a brutal sex attack and there's only DNA on her leg? Did the person that raped her um, wear a condom? Did they wear plastic gloves? You said something, or it was either Amy Naves from Dark Aberrations, said something that it was commented the killer must have come in hermetically sealed in plastic wrap. Was that you, Ms. Tice? That was. That's what the Attorney General investigator said to me. Explain. What else did the AG investigator say? Well, um, they said a whole lot, mostly um, saying that um, the investigation is um, in the purview of Wood County Sheriff's Department. But when I would call Wood County Sheriff's Department, they would say, well, the attorney general has has the case. You know, a lot lot of passing the buck, not taking any accountability or responsibility for Brittany's investigation. Why would they do a teen girl's mother like that? I mean, if somebody screwed up the investigation at the get-go, man up and say it and try to start over as best as you can. Listen to our friends at KETK. There are words now in my vocabulary that I just can't believe that they're in there, you know? Bludgeoned or sexual assault or, you know, even murder. But who's the culprit behind those haunting words? Definitely made everyone feel very unsafe. Unanswered questions leaves behind an eerie reminder of a cold-hearted killer at large. And those people are still out there. They are still out there. So you can't be careful enough. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Tired of boring lunches? Picture this. You're at Chipotle ordering the same old burrito bowl. But wait, there's more excitement in store than just guac. 
Introducing Drop, the ultimate rewards app. Just link your card, dine at your favorite restaurants, and you'll earn points to get free gift cards from tons of brands. It's like getting paid to eat. Hungry for savings? Download the Drop app now and use code DROP44 to kickstart your rewards journey with $5 in points. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To Dr. Jeff Gardier, it's like cursing or taking drugs or drinking. You may be apprehensive the first time. But then after that, it gets really easy. If someone has already committed a murder, which they have, how easy will it be to do it again? To, for instance, cover up evidence, get rid of a witness. Agree, disagree, Dr. Jeff? Absolutely. Uh, One of the psychological tenets we know is if you are not discovered or you are not punished, uh, then you will continue. Uh, just not being discovered or punishment or punished is a positive reinforcement to continue in your aberrant behaviors. Just got Morgan. Let's talk about the MO, the COD, the MOD, cause of death, manner of death. What do you think? First blush, it's up close, very personal, a lot of anger involved. I think that goes without saying. And it is almost like it is almost like she was um, tracked to this location. That's why right now, right now at this moment, Nancy, my gut is not leaning toward uh, the boyfriend's family. My gut is leaning toward Lowe's distribution center. She just left this place. It's about, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's it looks like it's within about 20 miles mm-hmm. of, of where she died. Now, keep in mind, it's in a separate county. And this thing is vast. Nancy, this distribution center, I was looking at a satellite image. They actually created an exit off of Interstate 30 specifically for this place. It's massive. It's a 24-hour day operation. And when you see the scope of this place, and it's almost like a straight shot. When you leave out of that location, you go down to Winsboro Lake, down to that location, and from there and she could be easily followed she's in that environment people know that she's leaving work and god only knows who was working in that location we're talking about unidentified dna found on this baby's leg out there at this scene and i'm thinking well did they go up there to lowe's and run through that entire group of people that were employed at that point in time i'm talking about everybody from managers to forklift drivers and the truck drivers. I mean, this is a distribution center. They're hopping on I-30 to take stuff all over the place. Uh, stuff is coming in off of I-30. There's even a railhead there, Nancy. So for me, when I look at this, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, let's follow your hypothesis through to its logical conclusion. Let's pretend someone did follow her from Lowe's. Then what do they do? hide out on a dead-end road and nobody sees them and they wait until everybody leaves the home? I mean, how did how would they know that the entire family was going to leave the mom with the two siblings? She goes to work, takes them to school. How would they know the boyfriend and the boyfriend's stepfather going to leave at 8 a.m. to go to the airport? So they sat there and what? 
hid behind a tree for an hour and a half? Well, if it's somebody local that knows that location, we don't know what she said to somebody at work. I'm leaving. I'm dead tired. I've worked all night long. I'm going to my boyfriend's trailer. I hope nobody's there. That way I'm going to sleep and heads down to that location by herself. Somebody up there may have known this. Remember, you know, I, I don't know how much information people share with folks that, that they work with, but you know, some people know a lot about you that work with you. They know what your personal life is all about. Hey, you know what? That's a really good point to Patricia Tice. This is Brittany's mom still struggling for answers. Were any of the boyfriend's friends questioned someone that he may have mentioned to, I'm going to go pick up my grandma from the airport but, hey, you can't come over today because Brittany's here. I mean, did anyone else know within that circle that she would be there that morning alone and unattended? Um, the teenage sister's boyfriend knew. Teenage sister boyfriend. Has he taken a poly or submitted DNA? He uh, both, and he failed his polygraph, but no DNA connection. DNA is pretty convincing. Let me tell you, it's like one in three trillion that you're not the person. Guys, the good news here is there's a new sheriff in town literally rehashing this case. Take a listen to our cut, 12 regarding DNA. At this point in time, you know, we'd look at anyone or anything. The crime scene leaving behind DNA evidence like bloodstains, something they plan to retest. Let's use what technology we have now to try to see if we can't solve this. But why, over a decade later with no answer? Cold case groups that have kind of looked at some of this did not look at evidence. They just looked at the reports from things. To Wendy Patrick, joining me, California prosecutor and author of Red Flags. Wendy, that would be my first line of cross-exam on an expert witness for the defense. They didn't see the evidence. They're making an opinion, judging off Written reports. You've got to have this, all the evidence retested. Oh, that's for sure. You know, memories may grow cold as does a case, but you can breathe new life into a cold case through technology. And that's what this new sheriff with his fresh set of eyes and his work ethic is intending to do. And once that happens, I mean, we have technology today that didn't exist even five years ago, much less 15. He'll take another look at the lack of forced entry. No DNA. I mean, you would have thought the boyfriend's DNA would have been there. This is a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. I would almost think it's suspicious if it wasn't. But the fact that he's going to take that fresh look, that's got to be great news for, for Brittany's family and for that community. Because as you said, if somebody gets away with murder once, how hard is it the next time? That is a huge point. I'm thinking about something Miss Tice told us, Patricia Tice, Brittany's mom. And you can find her on Facebook, Who Killed Brittany McClone? You said the boyfriend's sister, boyfriend, flunked to Polly, you think, but his DNA didn't match the DNA on her leg. You know, you can flunk a Polly, he could be under suspicion for murder and be innocent, but then you lie on a Polly about smoking a joint, and so you fail your Polly. That doesn't mean he committed the murder, but why would he flunk the Polly? Who else may have known she was there that day? And let me remind everyone that the boyfriend and his stepfather were actually caught on surveillance video. Isn't that right, Miss Tice? Yes, that's correct. Where and what time? Um, after 8 o'clock, um, going from Winsboro to the Dallas area, which is about a two and a half hour drive each way. So we can confirm that part of their story. Yes. Miss Tice, how do you keep going? Some days I don't, Nancy. Um, it's just, you know, losing my daughter, that would be bad enough. But then to murder and um, thinking why anybody would want to hurt her. She was a completely innocent victim. And um, some days I just can't go forward. You know, I, I'll, I just have to be still. Miss Tice, tell me your most vivid memory of Brittany? I have so many. Um, just even when I had her, I wanted a little girl so bad. And she was 
a dream child, you know, smart, funny, caring, not rebellious, no drugs, no alcohol, an honor student. Um, and she loved her family and she made everyone that she come in contact with, made them feel that they were the most important person in her life. And um, I would very often look at her and just wonder how I got so lucky to have such, you know, a, a dream daughter. Please help us solve the mystery surrounding Brittany McGlone's murder. Tip line 903-763-2201. Goodbye, friend. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Constantly making trips to Home Depot? Introducing Drop, the app that rewards you for every shopping trip. Earn free gift cards for shopping. Download the Drop app now and use code DROP33 to get $5 in points. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash nancy.